This is a podcast from Rover. Jay and Duck with a rock drive. Yeah! Ka! Big afternoon. Good afternoon, New Zealand. Good to have you tuned into the rock. Uh, feet in the backs again, as we always do. We've got your chance to win an 11 knife knife roll that you can fill with 11 victory knives of your choice. If you like the sound of this, text victory to 3520. And we're also looking for the next glorious part of New Zealand to give the Poo Towns treatment. Um, and also a classic stitch up next <laughs> for you. Uh, Classic stitch up. And Smoko Chat, one of the greats from uh, my good mate Snakey Boy and Smoko Chat. One, two, three, four. Smoko Chat, thanks to Jack Link's Steak Bar. Satisfy your hunger. Score your workplace 200 bucks with a Jack Link's product plus the $200 fuel voucher by texting Jack to 3520 to be into the win. Uh, so this one uh, through from Snakey Boy to the boys chat this morning. Can I, I just say, a play. Snakey Boy is just one of the greats. Like how, I mean... No he, one delivers a story oh, like Snakey Boy. He should just do a, a road show where he just sits there and deletes tubes and just tells classic yarns. I think it's called his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's him at the famous Grouse Pub in Lincoln here, probably four or five nights a week. He just, the, just the other day on Facebook he was pumped that he got a top fan of the famous Grouse wow. Hotel. <laughs> got the badge and everything to prove it. It's got the special hat for most chickens in a month. So this is a bit of a classic stitch-up. Uh, Brett used to work at KFC uh, down in Christchurch in Hornby. Here's one for you, lads. I remember when I worked at KFC Hornby, uh, we had this new guy start, um, and he had a bit of a monobrow, and he wore, wore his pants up nearly at his, at his nipples. Um, <laughs> and one of the funny fellas out back thought that, you know, it was just prime suspect for the classic stitch-up. And um, basically, I'm I'm walking out back, and I look in the um, fridge freezer. It's one of those open door ones that you walk in, and I'm like, "What the hell is Chris up to?" And um, the funny fella Kyle, my mate, who's a chef, he goes, "Oh, he get him, got him to bag up all the um, all that sort of mist, that that all that condensation mist, that that cloudy stuff that hangs out in the freezer, and he's making him bag it and take it out into the warm area. <laughs> he made him do it for like twenty or thirty minutes. Oh, it was so." F- Funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is classic stitch up. Oh, I mean, we all remember the the OG classic stitch up. Somebody at work today got they got stitched up. It was it just it brought us all together. It was amazing, you know. Like it, I'll tell you what happened. It was Marty, Dave, Dave on the forklift. He he said, Marty, Phil, Phil, Phil's the boss, right? He said, Phil in the office. He wants you. Marty's walked up to the office. Go on there, ask Phil, what do you want? Phil says, I don't want you. <laughs> it's a bloody stitcher. Dave sent him along. Phil didn't even want him. <laughs> We're all standing back together watching. They cracked us up. Classic stitcher, but I'll tell you what, it brought us all together. Imagine working that classic Aussie battler. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's been done a million times before, but it's always a beauty, and we haven't done it for ages, um, stitching up the new guy. So, um, I got stitched up when I came here, remember? Where uh, I thought they'd just torch the entire show sponsorship. Oh, yes. Mike from Novus jumped on board for that one. Yeah. And Jim started ripping into him. Yeah, I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah, I was absolutely. like, I just had this job and I've lost it already. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Someone's already texted a stitch up. We sent the new guy to the office lady to ask her for a few metres of fallopian tube. And he bloody well did it, didn't he? Mate, that's a, that is a generational stitch up. The left-handed <laughs> screwdriver, please.
Oh, I mean, that's the, that's the most OG one. Have you got one that you've done recently on the new guy? 3520, the text number. You can call us too. 0800 Rock Phone. Uh, we just had Snakey Boy on before, one of the boys. Um, tell us about a stitch up he did when he was working at KFC. Well, his mate did when he was working at KFC in Hornby and Christchurch. Um, sent the new guy into the deep freeze to bag up all the dry air, the misty stuff that's floating around, and just get it out of there because it's no good for the food. Um, so he was taking uh, big plastic bags full of that air and then emptying it out in uh, the normal temperature. Yeah, just, and you know, some people call it a classic stitch up, uh, some people call it an abuse of power. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's character Six building. Half dozen character hour. building. And there's lots of character building texts coming through, Jay. Yeah, this one here. Whenever I go to the supermarket, I always, always ask the people in the deli if the chicken legs I'm looking at buying are the front legs or the back legs. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a, it's that's a, a heavy amount of confusion and lots of questions asked. Uh, sent the driver, uh, our driver, to the airfield to collect three glider motors. He called on the RT saying the guys there know nothing about it. I sent him back twice more before the guys at the airfield let him in on the choke. <laughs> <laughs> Got my mate a good one a few years back. I uh, got him to head into uh, Mitre 10 Mega and ask if they sell sparks for a grinder. Uh, check in all departments, please, mate, because you'll find them eventually. Uh, told the new guy that deep heat was good for face bruises, so he rubbed it in on his face. Oh, and 10 seconds later, he was crying like a little girl. Uh, Anton, mate, welcome to the show. What was the uh, stitch up on the new guy? Uh, yeah, it was me when I was an apprentice, you know, just out of school, so really excited to have all my tools. And uh, the foreman uh, told me, you know, with your hammer, you've got to be really careful because um, some of these new ones, they've got uh, the Wii in it, and you really got to watch out for the ones with the Wii in it. So we're up on the roof working away, and I was so confused and a bit worried. So I passed it over to the foreman, and he lobbed it off the roof into the bushes going, Wee! <laughs> so... Yeah, I managed to keep that one going for years afterwards. <laughs> just, a, just a fine building tradition. <laughs> Why did it take so long to get houses done? Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, it's all in the quote. <laughs> Jeez, that's good stuff. Cheers to you, cool, Anton. Uh, another one here. My cousin and I were working on my brother-in-law's car. Uh, we sent the in-laws down, uh, the in-law down to Repco to get a yellow can of compression. Very important. We don't want the red one. We definitely need the yellow one. Bloody classic. Uh, how's this one? My old foreman got me. Uh, was sending me to the Ute to find some Mata Yogi. Uh, I looked and looked for something. I didn't even know what I was looking for. Not a clue. And every time I asked um, what it was, not using its name, he would just repeat Mata Yogi. Go and get it. Finally, I gave up, and I said, what the F is a matter yogi? He goes, nothing, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> and one final one here. This is the beauty. When I was a volunteer fireman, uh, I was sent to the local fish and chip shop for an order for four firemen. They each ordered two fish, a scoop of chips, and a skin fritter. So the, when I gave the order over the counter, it was eight fish, four scoops of chips, and four skin fritters. <laughs> It's going to get a spin in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> That's great stuff. How's this? Someone's just said, great to hear from Snake the Snitch again. <laughs> Snakey boy! Jay. And Dunk. The Rock. There was a, a, a classic gun. A friend of mine who was a policeman at the Mount uh, came across a situation where a Mount Monganui resident had caught a couple of young vandals that were spray-painting, uh, tagging on his fence in his, in his front yard. Uh, with like a yellow dazzle, you know the stuff that like the mark, mark the ground sort of dazzle spray paint, and the police rolled up. This guy had caught them, called the police, and uh, rolled up. And the, the guy had held these uh, these two young fellas that had been tagging his fence, um, and they they basically he was holding on. The police turned up. 
the the two kids were completely covered. Their faces were spray painted and yellow <laughs> dazzle. And um, and they, the policeman goes, well, uh, what's happened here then? Um, we came out because they'd been tagging on your fence. And he goes, oh, no, I don't know. Silly pricks must have known how to hold on to a spray can properly. Sprayed themselves in the face first. I don't know. I just don't know what's happening. Like, Fair enough. In you go. That's too good. That's why I say you should always... It's quite hard to apprehend a criminal. You know, some of them are quite muscly. You should always carry cable ties. <laughs> I reckon if you're walking around town with cable ties hanging off your belt, you'll be one of those people that gets done first. Do you know when I was flattening Blenheim, <clears throat> I woke up in the middle of the night and our bedrooms were de- went down like three stairs from the living area and kitchen and stuff, three stairs down to the bedrooms and the, and the flat. And I woke up one morning for whatever reason and then I heard the uh, floorboards in the lounge creak and I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's that moment you like measure yourself up. You're like, am I just going to lie here and pretend it's not happening knowing that our TV is going to walk out the door? So <sighs> Take it. <laughs> so I got up because I'm not a pussy. <laughs> and, I, and I went up the three stairs and I knew that I could go round into the kitchen and then whoever was in there wouldn't be able to... Um, you know, wouldn't know that I was there, and the kitchen didn't squeak, but I knew the floorboards in the lounge did. So I you'd could be sort of puffing that hard, were. you'd sound massive. <laughs> <laughs> I walk, I walk round, and one floorboard in the kitchen squeaks, and then the dude looks up at me, and he's in a hoodie, and then he bolted out the door, and I made a really girly noise like this. <laughs> I had nothing. Wow. And he scaled the back fence. And then I didn't even ring the cops or anything because I felt like such a wuss I didn't even chase him. He was so quick. So, <laughs> so if you could uh, tell us, Mr Hyde, what, uh, what happened again? Well, basically, I walked upstairs and went, <laughs> and he ran away. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Okay. So please uh, call through. Oh, I had a rock phone. If you're way better than me. Um, <laughs> 3520 is our text number. We'll get to that shortly. That one about the um, Delhi's most wanted criminal, that text there, we're going to get to that shortly. That is so hectic. <laughs> we want to know when you've taken on a crim. You ask and they shall come. How's this for a text Ooh. message? I was watching TV on Mondays. Went to the kitchen. I looked out the front and I saw the light on in my car and I ran out there. Fan- found some young hood rat in there. Pulled him out. Called the cops. He tried doing a runner, but I gave chase. He was still playing flanker at the time in third grade, so I jogged <laughs> after him and then uh, dragged him back and uh, was sitting there with him, me and Mandy's, and him sitting there until the cops got there. This is a hectic one, an international one. Uh, when I was in India, I wanted a beer and was in a holy city and it was illegal to drink. But as a white dude, the restaurants would always ask if you wanted a beer when you walked past. So I went to a restaurant for a feed and a kingfisher strong and these Indian blokes turned up. They were loud and drinking whiskey, and a couple of 8% kingfishers later, I started chatting with them, and they offered me some whiskey. We partied at the restaurant for about an hour, and I got talking to one of the guys. He said, I'm a nice guy, eh? Google my name. At that point, I was so hammered that I friended them all on Facebook. Turns out the guy was Delhi's most wanted criminal for the execution of a parliament member. They started to invite me into their room for a drink when I declined and got away about 30 minutes later. In the morning, they'd started to friend all my friends on Facebook back here in NZ. Safe to say, I blocked them and never went back for another Kingfisher Strong. Wow. Um, speaking of most wanted criminals, uh, Jace will bring you into the show, mate. What's your one? How are we going, guys? Yeah, good. Mate, good. good. What good. happened? It's not about you, is it? <laughs> no, no. No, it was just uh, the company I was working for, or still I working for, they sent me into a cemetery just to tidy up around the grey sites. And um, while I was in there, there was a van parked in there. And, of course, they're not allowed to be there unless there's a, you know, looking around and or a burial. So I carried on working until Smoko, thought this is weird. Walked up to the van, looked in the, the window, 
saw the ignition had been broken into. I thought, oh, here we go, stolen car. So rolling the cops, or Rolleston Police Station, they put me through to Central. Then two traffic cops turned up. And by that stage, I'd walked back to the van, and there was a dog barking inside. I thought, oh, yeah, dog's not hot as well. Cops turned up, knocked on the door. A lady answered. Okay, cool. Then they said, oh, they Googled her. They said, oh, where's so-and-so? I can't remember the guy's name, sorry. No, don't say but, it on um, the radio, for goodness <laughs> sakes. I <laughs> think I'm bleeding criminals coming after me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jason. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, and then they, she said, no, he's not with me. Haven't seen him for years. The next thing... And he pops out of the out of the van. And who's yeah, the who's top five most wanted for drug possession and arm dealing? Oh, you took down a top five. Took down a top five. That's a good scalp for the fridge there, mate. Exactly. And then I carried on working, and next thing they come over and says, "Oh, you wouldn't happen to have any tools on you, would you?" And I said, "Yeah, I do actually." So they gave me a set of tools that I had, and they pulled the van apart, looking for drugs and everything else. And after all, when I finished. When uh, I was about to leave, I went up to the guys and said, you know, got my tool set back. And they said, I had it all going. He showed me a photo. And without a word of a lie, there would have been probably at least a stack of cash on his phone. He took a photo of it. Would have been at least probably 400 to 500 millimetres high. Of 50s and 20s and 10s. Are they slinging any pingers? No. I was a bit pissed off about that one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even invite you along to the Rolleston Police Station uh, you know, Christmas party. That would have been one hell of a hell of a do. Exactly. So, yeah. No, then they also had, said he had beef hooks in there. I thought, why would they have beef hooks in there? What oh. he does is he actually hides his cash up in trees, uses the beef, beef hooks to hide the cash up top. So... Yes, I did go back to the cemetery later on in a few weeks and have a look around. <laughs> oh, I bet you bloody did. Good on you, Jace. Cheers, mate. Uh, Kim, we'll finish on you, mate. What happened? Uh, years back, I was working on the Gold Coast in a friend vet shop. And the, um, bit of a seedy character hanging around there. This is at Australia Fair in Southport, so it wasn't unusual for a few seedy characters to be hanging around. But um, this is the old couple who had the cafe across the lane came in. They um, had like an old doctor's bag with a the float for the till in it and the old, the old girl stuck that down and uh, this bloke up and off with it. So as he was coming past my shop, I thought, well, yeah, not on my watch, buddy. So picked him up, slammed him in the ground and uh, yeah, sat on and waited for security to come. <laughs> There's just no better feeling than just dropping the shoulder into somebody running you. Whether they've got a, a bag full of money or they're just on a footy paddock, it's just the greatest feeling alive. Oh, for sure, mate. Yeah, I was only 19 then and yeah, I played rep rugby for WA and whatever. And um, yeah, I was only uh, just a... You know, lanky streak of duck shit but I'd still, uh, I still still wasn't scared of tackling anyone so yeah dropped this guy on his ass and ended up getting away from security later in the day but um, but yeah that was my story I, I, I scored a free milkshake out of it from the old duck <laughs> <laughs> that's it to every cloud a silver lining cheers Kim that's mate it. great yarn Jay and Dunk it's uh, very uncertain times for a lot of people and uh, and you could be looking at a change of career. You could be looking at a change of vocation. You could be looking at a change of location. Uh, but this was this was a story that I remembered from when we first moved from Taranaki to the Bay of Plenty and uh, I met up with a, a friend of mine that's still a good friend of mine now and I went around his house and his dad had, uh, I was like, man, this guy's rich because he had a car phone in his car. And this, this is like 1990. Jeez. I was like, wow. And it didn't have the buttons on the inside of the handpiece, had them on the back. So you just press it, 
ring somebody at probably $73 a minute and you could just talk through your phone. I was Jeez, like, that was living back then, wasn't it? Mind blown. Basically, the story of how I bet he... he smells nice too, does he? Rich oh, people does. always smell nice. Yeah, and he always had chewing gum. He was oh. always chewing gum. I was like, man, that's fancy. But basically, what had happened is that he... Um, he was a he was a dairy farmer also in Taranaki and, and moved up and, and kind of wanted to get out of out of farming and and just wanted to try his hand at something new. So he went into an automotive store and he said, "Hey, uh, you might not have any positions going right now, but I'm pretty keen to learn more about how this business works, and I'm keen to just start sweeping the floors and uh, and just sort of soak up some knowledge." So obviously, somebody's offering themselves up to do a job that most people wouldn't want to do or start where most people wouldn't want to. Mm. And he's an adult at this stage; he's got kids. He's an adult. Anyway, start sweeping the floors over the space of I think it might have been maybe 15 years. Fifth, probably, man, well, it wouldn't be about that. Fifteen years, he he worked his way up, became uh, the person that worked on the on the desk, then became the store manager, then kind of started running a group of stores, then running a region, and then worked his way basically to the top where he was f- effectively running the business for both New Zealand and Australia. Gee, and uh, and then he decided that he'd had enough and that he wanted to spend time with his family and his wife. He was always he was always the dad that was always at footy training. He could always take us everywhere. He seemed to have all this time in the world, but he was always working. Hmm. And uh, he ended up uh, try, trying to leave the company and do something else and retire, but he got offered a large stake in this business, which kept him there for a few years longer. The moral of the story being is that over the space of him making the decision to pick up a broom and start sweeping it in a store and a job that he'd never done before to closing up a career that had lasted 15 years and allowed him to do everything that he wanted to do with his family and travel all around the world, he managed to amass a very, very, very healthy bank account and now he does whatever he wants to do. And that... That sounds like a story um, to make young kids um, stop moaning about sweeping the floor. Mate, it was. <laughs> that, that business was Repco. Oh! Yeah. And uh, and and as one. he finished up, he was basically the fifty percent, or he had fifty percent of the shares in it, or fifty fifty ownership of it, or however it worked out. It was a great, and he's still a great bloke. Jeez, hell of it! And it was sort of because now everyone's going, mate, it's doom and gloom. It is doom and gloom, and it's not great. But there is always there is always the person that wants to make the most of of whatever situation they're in, and that is exactly what this bloke was. He's an inspiration, still is to this day. And um, yeah. Clearly not a lazy bloke. Like, he was a go-getter, you know? And he, a lot of lazy people out there. And he saw the value in people as opposed to things, and that was, like, one of his mottos, is that use things, not people. Except the, uh... As far as having, uh... We like the car phone, that's a thing. <laughs> I know, but it's a lot of money spending on a car phone and a monthly cell phone bill. You missed the point. It was just don't use people. Oh, okay. The Rocks, Jay and Dunk. Uh, Metallica news, as promised. Um, this is good stuff, guys. So they've been on lockdown. It's pretty gnarly, the, the lockdown in parts of the state states. Um, California, full lockdown for ages. Yeah, a friend of mine's just moved his family from New York to California just in time for his wife and three kids all to get COVID. Oh, yeah. How are they going? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't know. He's in New York. He's just basically left them to it. So she has... Could send him a text. Pretty, not a very caring dad. Pretty busy guy. Uh, what are you up to? Pretty How's busy. the COVID thing going? Um, and then they can't get any, obviously because they have the tested positive, they can't get any help. So she can't get any babysitters. So she's sick and all the kids are sick and it's uh. just all her. And he can't fly back because he's not allowed to fly in. Tell you what's sick, mate. Different sort of sick. Metallica making new music. <laughs>
Sick, mate. Sick. Uh, yeah. So uh, Lars Ulrich's just been uh, chatting to a Swedish talk show. How does that work when you're chatting to a uh, Swedish talk? Are they... Have you got a translator? Gonna, it's gonna, a long-winded interview. You're going to do the chef off the Muppets, aren't you? No. Here he is. Go no, on. No. That's what he does well. No, don't remember it. Actually. Really good. <laughs> you are the master <laughs> of all voices. So Lars said this. Uh, we're just starting in the last four weeks, maybe. Uh, we've connected again. We've obviously been connecting even before that, but now I'd say we've connected creative, creatively. Uh, and then we're now sort of, uh, sort of in a discovery mode of our music. I think that's a good way to put it, sending ideas to each other via email and via Zoom and trying to make music in these unusual situations. This could be a whole new era that's that's ushering in a, a completely different way of collaboratively putting together, together music. Because obviously a lot of musicians often don't have the time to drill down and actually get into it. I know a lot of Kiwi bands have been working on stuff over lockdown. And it's basically we're having musical babies. Nine months' time from lockdown, there's going to be some incredible music coming out of this place. Yeah, hopefully there's just not too much, though, you know. <laughs> there's a problem we've never had on The Rock for a while. Too much new rock music. Jay and Dunk. And we were doing this earlier in the show, and sometimes there's just uh, ones you can't kill. Uh, and it's basically a phone topic we launched. Um, what was your classic stitch-up on the new guy at work? Classic stitch-up. You can't beat a classic stitch-up, I reckon. Well, you're, you're dead right, Aussie Battler co-host. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some good texts that have just come rolling through throughout the show, so we thought it'd be rude not to get to them. I work in an urgent care centre, and we have a number of fake patient charts that we pull out for the new doctors. Best yet was in full winter waiting room. The doc called out for Ophelia Dickey. When nobody answered, he put it down, went and grabbed himself a coffee and came back, walked into the waiting room again and yelled, Have we got Ophelia Dickey yet? <laughs> Ophelia Dickey? Is anybody in here Ophelia Dickey? Jeez, that's good. Uh, that's great for the medical profession. Yeah, normally not, you wouldn't uh, associate humour with the medical world, at least not out in public. As soon as they close the door, I'm sure they have a good giggle. It's <laughs> Eel guy, I'm looking at you. <laughs> it's just even when you go into the doctors and they and they go, oh, oh, this isn't good. That, wow, oh, that is, that's definitely going to need to be cut off. You are just one. kidding. Yeah. Oh, classic. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of those jobs. Another one here, uh, in kitchens, we always get the new kids uh, to find the right-handed gloves, uh, the right-hand glove boxes, because uh, they've got a big L in them for large, uh, so we say that that says for left, and they can't find the, the box with the R on it. And finally... We have an apprentice crane. Uh, when we have the apprentice crane boys, we make sure the hook doesn't spin off. We tell them every single day before they climb the tower, they need to spin the hook clockwise 100 times. This is the hook on the end of the crane that picks the stuff up. Yeah, so you imagine them just checking it every single day and twisting it 100 times clockwise. Now, you know what? That one works because it's 2020. And that's sort of like over-the-top ridiculous crap you have to do to even, like... Uh, you have to check off paperwork before you even put your shoes on the morning, before you even turn up on site. Yeah. You have know? you, what is the temperature of your coffee? Put your finger in it for three seconds. If you burn it, then it's too hot. Uh, g'day, mate. Uh, what is your classic work stitch up? Oh, hey, go, mate. I started working in a hotel as a kitchen hand, and uh, the chef said to me, Oh, mate, make sure before you clean up and go tonight, you uh, cut the mud crabs. Uh, claws loose and uh, give them a walk so they can sort of stretch out, you know, and uh, they won't be so tough to eat. So uh, I'll go and get half a dozen bloody mud crabs like an idiot and cut them loose. And, of course, when they warm up, they get out of the deep freeze. They uh, they get quite fast. So uh, I'm running around the kitchen like an idiot for half an hour trying to scoop these mud crabs out from underneath all the shelves. And, yeah. 
classic stitch-up. Coming up with Jay and Doug. Oh, I want to mention this one too. This just got up on the Rock Drive Instagram account. Um, some bloke was pissed off at his boss, so he went and stole his letterbox um, and then got a massive high ladder and then uh, reinstalled his letterbox 20 feet up a power pole. <laughs> <laughs> There's a photo of it too, obviously, if you want to go to the Rock Drive Instagram account. Jay and Dunk's Drive Home. The Rock.